Um, it is an absolute joy this morning to um, share with you, to plunge deeply into Psalm 150. Did you get the main message when Joey read it? How many times did it say, praise the Lord in that psalm? Well, don't worry about counting. I think it's 13. But it's a lot. Praise the Lord. Or, what's Hebrew for praise the Lord? Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah is Hebrew for praise the Lord. So, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Let's just pray as we start. As many of us have seen the news about the situation that's developing in Israel. And um, goodness only knows, well, the Lord only knows where that's all going to lead. But we pray, Heavenly Father, for your mercy and grace in that situation and many others in this world. We're not oblivious to the problems. We're not oblivious either to the problems in our own lives and the challenges. But now, as we come to think of you, lift our hearts and minds above all of this to your own heavenly rule and the glory of your own being, that our hearts would be warmed, lifted, and our mouths open to give you the praise and the glory. Help me now as I lead. Help us all as we learn, because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, a couple of ways in English we say learning, we talk about learning something um, from memory. We talk about memorizing it. Well, that all sounds a little bit sort of difficult. What about learning it by heart? I like that expression. It means the same thing, really. But it means you learn it by heart because you love it so much that you just know it. And that's what we're going to try and do with Psalm 150. We're going to try and learn Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. That's easy, isn't it? You can say it. Come on, join in. Praise the Lord. Okay, that's how the psalm begins and how it ends. Okay, so how does the psalm begin? What's the last line? Praise the Lord, thank you. Okay, so we learned. So that's progress already. Well done. It's in the bank. We've done it. We know the first line and we know the last line. Easy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. By the way, what do we mean when we say praise the Lord? We praise someone when we basically big them up. We say about them all the wonderful things about them and we declare them outwardly. We praise them. It starts in the, in the heart, in the silence of the heart, but it comes out in the, from, of our mouths and uh, expresses itself. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Right, okay, I've got four questions that'll help us to learn this psalm. Wouldn't it be lovely to go away with this psalm tucked away in your head, knowing it? Well, we'll see how we get on. Okay, no tests. We'll see how we get on. So I've got four questions as we learn this psalm. It really would help, actually, probably having it open in front of you as well so that you can refer to it. What page was it on, Joey? That is sharp, 697, page 697 in the Church Bible, Psalm 150, and I'm going to get mine as well. So, praise the Lord. Right, my first question there, then, is this. Praise the Lord, where? <laughs> where should God be praised? Praise the Lord, that's the first line, we know that already. Praise the Lord, where? Well, let's read it together. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. It's one of the nice things about Hebrew poetry is they like to say everything twice. It's called parallelism. It's a brilliant, brilliant way of writing poems and it helps you to remember it. Similar things twice, but slightly different. Praise God in his sanctuary. That's talking really about his temple in Jerusalem on earth. Praise God in his mighty heavens. That's talking about their God in the heavens. In other words, praise God on the earth and praise God in the heavens. 
Well, that's everywhere. Praise God everywhere. Say it with me. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Okay, so how does the psalm start? Praise the Lord. Where? Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Let's try it again. How does it start? Praise. Where? Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Do you know what? There are not many people who are famous outside, the, well, there are not many people famous in their own country. I mean, there are plenty, but not many, really. There are, there are some people who are so famous that they're famous in just about, well, most countries, just about every country. Do you know what? I did some thorough and extensive research this week. For 10 minutes, I went on the internet to discover who the most famous person in the world is. Now, I was actually quite surprised because this person, I've got to admit, has not left a big impression on my life. He wears, we've got red tattoos in those films. But let's have a photo of him. Who is he? Who is this most, apparently, according to what most of the lists I was looking at, some of you won't even know who he is. Some of you will know very well who he is. Who is it? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes, yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Who doesn't know, have a clue who Dwayne the Rock Johnson is? Well, that's it. There's quite a few people. That's, Okay, so Dwayne, well, apparently, according to my extensive research, he is the most famous person in the world, which actually was, I must admit, I was a little bit puzzled about. I think, probably, he must have spent quite a lot of money getting himself to the top of quite a lot of Google's lists of most famous people in the world, because I thought it was people like this. Who's that? Michael Jackson, yeah, that's a whole different level of fame. Or this. There she was, she's, well, of course, they, they, Michael Jackson, the Queen, they were right at the top of the sort of the world's most recognized people. But look, I've got a question. Do the angels in heaven talk with awed voice and wonder about Dwayne the Rock Johnson? My question back to you is, how do you know? I, I, think, we, I, think, I think we can assume safely that the angels are not going, have you heard of Dwayne the Rock Johnson? I, do, I think, I suspect they're not even like, whoa, Michael Jackson and the Queen. I just don't think they are. That's not who they're concerned about. The, there, there is a name, though, which is, which is to be praised in all the earth and in all the heavens, and as we'll see later on, not just in the human world, but the animal world and the angelic world and everywhere. And it's the Lord God. The Lord God who became flesh in Jesus Christ is him. So, how does the psalm start? Praise the Lord. Where? Praise him in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Brilliant. Okay, let's have a look. Next slide, please. Why? So, let's just rehearse it from the beginning again. You can look at your text still. How does it start? That's easy. Praise the Lord. Where? Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Why? It's no good just saying, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. We need to know why we're praising him. Why? Praise him for his act of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Let's say it together. Why praise him? Praise him for his act of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. His act of power. His surpassing greatness. In other words this lovely parallel thing again, the two ways of saying it. Saying similar things, not identical. Praise him for his acts of power. That's what he's done. What has he done? Made the world. He's made the world. That's not bad. He's rescued his people. He's rescued his people in the Old Testament from Egypt. 
in, through the Red Sea. He's rescued us. He's come in his son, Jesus Christ. Died on the cross, been raised from the dead one day to recreate the heavens and the earth. Why praise him? Praise him for his acts of power. That's what he's done. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. That's who he is. So praise him for what he's done and who he is. So why praise him? Read it with me. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Okay, let's go from the beginning. How does it start? Praise the Lord. Where? Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Why? Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Brilliant. Okay, we're getting there. We're making progress. Next slide. How? This is where we get to the orchestra. How? Let's go from the beginning again. How does it start? Praise the Lord. Where? Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Why? Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. How? Let's read this together. And you can see all the instruments there. Together we'll read. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. We'll never remember all of that lot. Oh, but we will. We will, because we have got on the sound of the trumpet. The great thing about the Salvation Army is that they know how to play brass instruments, don't you, Kevin? Kevin is an ordained Salvation Army officer and has been for, for many years, and that means he knows what to do with one of these. Come on, Kevin, give us a, give us a the Haydn Trumpet Concerto. I mean, just a little note. There he is. Fantastic. So he can play it. So we've got the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Say that. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. So the brass section, that's good. Right, praise him with the harp and lyre. A lyre, well, have you got a picture there? I'm just trying to, yes, there's a sort of a picture of a harp and a harp and a lyre. They're string instruments. Right, where have we got, uh, we've got so the best we can do for a harp and a lyre, Samuel, bring up your mandolin. Um, so Samuel's got his mandolin. And John, are you going to come up with a, your bass guitar? Or you can go and stand over there if you like. So <clears throat> let's have a little strum with those. We're going to build up a mighty C major chord in a moment, so get ready for that. And um, here we go, Samuel, let's hear. Okay, so there's our harp, and let's have our lyre. There's John on the, John on, uh, sorry, that, our, our harp and our lyre. <laughs> that was energetic, thank you. That was an energetic and joyful noise. Right, so, okay, let's go those first two lines. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with harp and lyre. Together. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Right, now everybody who would like to join in can join in. Children, would you like to come to the front? You can very well. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Or as the, the word seems to indicate in the Hebrew, the dancing, the circle dance. So, you can make a circle. I've got some tambourines here. And um, here we go. I scraped up these tambourines here. So, grab a tambourine. Oh, grab a tambourine if you can. Oops. And get yourself in a circle. And let's have a circle dance. This is going to be chaos. Can you make a circle? <laughs> right, you stand there. You stand here. And you stand there. And you stand there. 
And you can you say the circles forming? That's right. Brooke and, and Anna, you form the circle. Oh, Brooke and Anna, you never got some tambourines, right? So, which? Oh, you didn't get a tambourine either. Which way are you going to dance? Should we go around this way? The, oh yeah, no, no, but the symbols don't come in yet. Look, the symbols come later. Well, don't worry, I haven't forgotten about the symbols. Right. So, you're going to go around this way. Dance around. Come on, dance like you're happy. That's right. You press. Faster, faster, faster. Come on, move faster, faster, faster. Okay, there we go. So, thank you very much. Not too bad. Don't keep your circle because we're going to come back to that in a minute. Right, so, how? Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with harp and lyre. Oh, we need the, we, can we have the screen back again, please? <laughs> Sorry. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flute. Got any strings in here? Any strings anywhere? Oh, Howard, come up to the front. Come on, Howard. We need Howard now with his strings. Um, so that's good. Any other strings in the, in the church? And um, let's have the... Praise him with the strings and the flute. Oh, well, look, I've got one of those. My little Sopranino recorder, it's not really a flute. That's really a flute, play it like that. So, oh look, and um, do you know how to play that? No. Oh, right, okay, well you've got it at least. <laughs> That's very good. The C string is that one, so we're going to have it a C in a minute, thank you. So, right, sort of in tune. Right, so we're going to build up our big C major chord in just a moment. We've got to introduce, so we've got, oh, and flute, we've got because... It's some of the old translations translate flute there. There's a lot of these, you can imagine, the, the translation of some of these instruments is, is, an, is, a, is an interesting discussion about exactly how you translate the Hebrew words. Some people translate flute as organ. So, Louisa, to whom much uh, credit and praise is due for all the music in the church, play a big chord on the organ. Yes, thank you. Brilliant. So, we are building up our chords. So, we've got... Let's read it together. How? Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Right, so let's have the cymbals here. Look, I've got some... So we've got the clash of the cymbals. I've got a couple of cymbals here. There you go, Brooke. Do you know how, what to do with these? You bang them, so you go... Like that. Well, I think I'm giving it to Brooke first. You can have a go afterwards. Right, so we've got here, we've got, I love that the word symbol in English is quite good, isn't it? It's what do you call it in poetry? Is it onomatopoeia? You know, when the, the sound is like the, the sound in the, the, the word is like the sound of the thing it describes. Symbol. But the Hebrew word is even better. The Hebrew word is tziltzelim. Tziltzelim. See, if you're beatboxing, that's your, that's your cymbal noise. A tziltzelim. Right, anyway, praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. William, have you got any resounding cymbals? So there's our clash of cymbals. Here now come... What's William got? Well, he's got a whole kit of drums there, but what's he got? Come out to the front, William, with those. Ah, here we go. Now we're talking about the orchestral symphonic symbols. Let's have a clash of these now. <laughs> we want a proper clash of the symbols. 
There we are. There's the, there's the Tzil-Tzilim in action. The, those are the proper, your proper symphonic symbols. Right, so we have got, let's have, let's have, uh, so, well, I build up a C chord, so, um, you know what to do, concert, D, uh, your D, concert C, um, C chord there, C, 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 some E's, add some high notes, you've got some, oh, look, Anna's got it, so where's my little um, thing, here it is, right, let us go, big C chord, all instruments, and tambourines going as well. You clap your hands. Well done, everybody. So, let's read this together. And so we get the order. Hold your instrument up when it's mentioned. Right, so, let's go from the beginning of the psalm. How does it start? Praise the Lord. Oh, where's my thing? I need it. I'm not confident to lead you without. I think I know it. We'll try. Pra How did it start? Praise the Lord. Where? Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Why? Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. How? Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of the cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Yes! Brilliant. Fantastic. Right. Well done. Put your, put your things down. You go and sit down. We are actually going to sing a song in a moment, so go and, you I can go and sit down. My hands down. Well, you, you can just put them by your side. <laughs> right, I can tell you're very cheesed off not to have got a tambourine. I'm sorry about that. So, we're going to sing a song. Um, that'll do. Diddle dum, hallelujah. Let's sing hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Um, this is an old one, everybody, if, when you, if you don't know it, don't worry, but you'll soon get it. It's such a straightforward song. And the nice thing about the word Alleluia is that it's one of those words that is pretty much seems to be the same in every language. How do the Germans say Alleluia? Alleluia. How do the Ukrainians say Alleluia? Alleluia. How do the English, how do the Chinese, everybody, we all say Alleluia. Right, how does it go? Let's, uh, let's get our things. How does the psalm start? Praise. praise the Lord. Right, praise the Lord, but where should we praise him? Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Why? Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. How? Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of the cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Wow, if some of you were doing that from memory already, I'm very impressed. And it's, it's, uh, you'll, you'll get it. It'd be a lovely thing. Imagine knowing that, just having that. It's like just Psalm 150. Oh, yeah, bang, there you go. Wonderful, because it gives us a language of praise, and it starts to... Open our hearts, but hang on, who? Um, now, who was it who was a bit fed up that they didn't have it? Out you, out you come, you come out there, that's it, because you, you didn't have a thing. Can you blow off a balloon? Did anybody else not have a um, tambourine before? 
Any of you lads? Any? Anna, did you didn't have a tambourine, did you? Do you mind coming up here and running very hard on the spot for 20 seconds? Okay, just jog very hard. You blow up that balloon. Go. Run. Faster. Thank you. Keep going, Anna. Nine, eight, seven. Keep that pace up. Six, five, four, three, two, one. How are you doing, Anna? Well, you're quite healthy, you're quite fit, aren't you? I was expecting you to be to be panting and out of breath. Well, no, don't do it again. But are you a bit? Are you at least a bit tired? Oh. Well, that well that illustration failed anyway, isn't it? What I was hoping was she was going to be panting out of breath, and I go, well, you've obviously got breath, haven't you? But it didn't work. So you go and sit down. Never mind. But thank you. Um, you obviously got breath. Do you want to let go of that? And we'll see how much breath you got. No, let go. Let go. Let go. Well, I wanted to see it flying. Well, no, it doesn't matter. It's too late now. But I think it was, it was, I wanted to see what, oh, go on, do it again, do it again. I didn't know what Kevin meant when he talked about unidentified flying objects. I wasn't sure about that. Are you going to be throwing things at people, Kevin? <laughs> oh. <laughs> only, oh, I see, only if they fell asleep. Right, now, okay, let's so just let go. So that, hey, that's better. Very good, thank you. You can go and sit down. So you've got breath as well. That means you've got to praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. If you've got breath, praise the Lord. So, or base another way of saying, actually, if you're alive, praise the Lord. That's what it really means. If you're alive, praise the Lord. But, and so, animals, you know there's a wonderful video on YouTube. It's a, um, if, you, if you want something, if you want to see something very funny, go and type in, and type in, um, there's a guy, Jeffrey Beaumont, who wrote a lovely setting of Psalm 150 for, congr for a congregation. Anyway, if you type in Jeffrey Beaumont, Psalm 150, it takes you to some Anglican church in America, and they're having a service, and there's this dog lying in the aisle, and, um, and they're all singing, you know, oh, praise God in his holiness, oh, praise, and suddenly this dog gets up, just at a bit about the clash of the symbols, this dog gets up, wanders to the front, and starts barking. It's absolutely brilliant, because it just makes the point... Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And the Bible is very clear that the whole creation knows its creator. And that the very animal kingdom itself, really, I mean, you know, how, how it does it, I don't know. But that the whole creation resounds to his praise. So, who should praise him? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Together, who should praise him? Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. And so let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Um, I've got a picture here. Any doctors in the room? What do these horrid sights have in common? What are we going on? What's going on there? What's happening? Well, we've got... What have they got in common? Well, they're po possibly infection in common... But this seems to me that on the one side there's a toenail that's ingrowing, and I think the other one is someone's arm, is it? I don't know, with lots of ingrowing hairs. Ingrowing things. Ingrowing things. Not very nice. Should we, should we get that picture off? It's not terribly pleasant. Anyone had an ingrowing toenail? Not very nice. Let's have the next picture, please. Oh, that's better. The problem is, do you know why I showed you those pictures? The problem is that, that people like me and you are actually 
a bit turned in on ourselves. We're a bit ingrown. That's what sin is about. That's really the, what the heart of being a sinful human being is, is that we're turned in on ourselves. And that instead of looking out to God to give him the glory and to live for him, instead we look into ourselves and try and live for ourselves as though we were the ones who really were the most important people around, the most important things around. It's, we're ingrown on ourselves. And of course, ingrown things get infected and nasty in the end. So what Psalm 150 is doing is it's saying to us, turn, turn outwards. Don't look in to yourself. Yes, we've got to know ourselves. If we don't know ourselves, then actually we're a crisis and disaster waiting to happen. Of course, that's true. We do need to know ourselves. But don't spend all your gaze there as though you are the most important thing and your life and your happiness and your future is the most important thing in the universe. No. Turn outwards. Well, the sunflower does that, doesn't it? When the sun shines, what does the sunflower do? And uh, that's what we need, by God's grace, to do. And we can do it. You think, how can I ever turn outwards? Me, in all my self-centeredness and my hardness of heart, how can I ever turn outwards and praise the Lord with all my heart? Well, God can do it by his spirit, if we ask him. Spirit of God, come and change me. Turn me inside out so that I too can praise the Lord and give him the praise. So you might say, well, I'm an introverted person from an introverted culture or a reserved person in a reserved culture. That's all right. That might be, that's, that's, that's true of, of perhaps lots of us. But never let a reserved manner be a cover-up for a cold heart. Never, ever let that. What's going on in the heart? And at the same token, just because you might be an exuberant person or perhaps from an exuberant culture that likes to, to, to be very expressive, don't think that that is proof of a soft heart. It isn't. What's going on in the heart? Let it come out of the mouth and praise him. And so Psalm 150 how does it end? Praise the Lord. Very good. We learned that at the beginning. So, shall we see if we can do the whole psalm? Okay. <clears throat> if you've got it just from this one session, I'd be, um, I'd be very impressed. Um, it may be, if you want to commit it to your memory, you need to go back and revisit it. Um, and look at it later on. But I hope we've made a start. And I hope you think, oh, I'd like to know that psalm. It's a wonderful way to, to give God the praise. It opens our hearts. It warms them up. Right, let us therefore try and um, see how we get on. I'm going to have this here just in case, but only because I'm standing in the front with a microphone. I don't want to lead you all astray. Let's see how we get on. Right. Praise the Lord. Where? Praise him. That is in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Why? Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. How? Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flute. 
Praise him with the sound of the cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well done. Let's praise the Lord now because we are talking about a God who has come and seen us in our ingrown state and has come in person, in the person of his own son, Jesus Christ, has taken upon himself all that ingrown infection and has suffered for it in his death on the cross, bearing its consequences in full, and then having chucked those, as it were, into the dustbin, he rises again on the third day to give to us a new life in the power of the Holy Spirit, a life that is turned not in but out in praise and worship to God, which is what we will be doing, actually, in the end forever. When everything else has fallen away, there'll be no need for faith because we'll see him. There'll be no need for the battle because we will be there, only lost in wonder, love.